keep the conversation flowing when we've already been talking for like yeah oh that's true go with it we'll just go with it let's do a little a little a little clink a little clink Oh, did you guys like that? Hey guys, welcome back to Rachel Profiling. Is that the lick? Did I just do the lick? Oh, disgusting. Or what if we did like a glee, like a little lick? Okay, hi guys, welcome back to Rachel Profiling. If you can't tell, I've been wanting to do a intro. I want to find someone at Berkeley and be like, hey, will you help me create a little a little jazzy moment Ooh, like an intro song yeah. yeah so and then like i like fade it in when the podcast starts and mm. fade out <laughs> anyways i have another special guest with me today i have miss lauren clark say hi what? lauren hi guys would you like to do yourself a little bit <laughs> i'll give a little intro to ease into it right. so lauren is probably no she's my best friend here <laughs> I said, let me think about it real quick. Uh, Lauren's my best friend oh my here. Gosh. We've been friends Lauren. for a year now. It's our one year anniversary. Happy one year anniversary. Happy one year anniversary, Rachel. <laughs> we literally rounded it out because we ended up going on a walk around the Charles last yes, week. Yes. Which was our first hangout ever. I don't know if you texted Full me or circle. I texted you and we were like, hey, do you want to hang out? We- <laughs> I-, I think we'd be really good friends. And- it was so sad, guys. <laughs> <laughs> our the beginning of our friendship was so sad. We like didn't really have a lot of friends, so like literally, how did we even meet? We met we outside met of an acapella audition. Acapella audition, mm-hmm. right, 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 right. And then I invited you back, and we for some Glee, Glee, as you makes do. sense mm-hmm. as one does. Um, yeah, and then I, and then I think and the rest is history. The, the rest is history. No, then later that week we walked to whenever I reference the Charles because I feel like I've talked about it here before. It's this big lake. <laughs> River. It's, river. It's, it's the river that it's the uh, river. Okay. It's the river that's between Cambridge and Boston. So if you don't know what Cambridge is, Cambridge is, I guess it's the town over, um, which holds MIT, Hogwarts. Tufts. Did you say Hogwarts? I said Harvard. 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 Yes, Harvard. So basically. Cambridge is where all the really smart really schools smart people are. <laughs> really, yeah. really big brain schools that. are. Yeah. So there's this lake. What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> there's this river and there's the docks on it. And you just go and you sit and you look at the skyline. Yeah. And you see yeah, MIT yeah. and everything. So we went and we got Trader Joe's. It was so sad. And we just talked so about... Sad. We talked about our personal struggles. Mm-hmm. Our li- Actually, I do remember what we talked about. We talked about high stopped. school. Yes. We talked about high school. school we stargazed a little bit, I think. We did stargaze. I we got a brookie. Stars. You got a brookie. What did you get? Do you remember? I think I got sushi at the time. Yeah, I did get sushi. <laughs> did get sushi. Anyways, <laughs> let me actually introduce her. Lauren Clark. She is a treat, if I do say so myself. Uh, she wow. is blonde. No, <laughs> stop. She stop. has blue eyes. <laughs> Dirty blonde. Dirty blonde. Dirty blonde. Batty Asian highlights. Batty, Batty Whitey highlights. If you can, if you can't, (laughs) not the Batty one, not the Christian girl. (laughs) Call back. If you can't tell, this is gonna be a really fun episode because Lauren and I are off our rockers tonight. (laughs) Woo! Yes. I made us whipped matcha, and yeah, she is a vocalist at Berkeley. She's in an acapella group. She is. An absolute delight, oh. if I do say so myself. I love spending time with her. Right so, got you. Do, do a little, like, actual Lauren okay. bio. Give me your elevator wow. pitch. Oh, wow. Hey, guys. Oh, gosh. I was never prepared for this. Yeah, my name's Lauren. Um, I'm a third semester at Berkeley. I'm in the process of trying to get a major in, like, music business recording production. Mm. Um, I'm a Jersey gal. 
Joyzy. Um, Joyzy. Joyzy. South Joyzy, to be specific. Yeah, I'm super excited to be here. Yeah. All Have right. you ever watched Jersey Licious? No. I used to watch that with my mom, and it was so good. It was a reality show about these girls from Jersey, and they're just like over the top Jersey. No. I haven't even seen Jersey Shore. So I feel mm. like I'm kind of like a fake Jersey girl, but you know. I've been told that I look like one of the girls. Like, one of the daughters from the real I, Housewives of New Jersey. I only know Snooki. Oh, my God. That's one time, <laughs> one time I was in New York, and we saw Teresa from, like, Real Housewives. Yeah. Right before she got arrested. I was oh. at... And I was... <laughs> okay. I, I, was, I was on a bus, because I, I was at a fine arts camp. I was a musical theater mm-hmm. camp at Amda, Scamda, if you will. And we're on the Scamda. bus, and we see these, like, television people, like, running, like, paparazzi running, chasing after her, mm-hmm. and she's, like, covering her face... And then she got arrested the next week. Because Wait. I think it was tax fraud. Was Tr- Teresa's... Teresa is, a, like, a grown woman. She's, like... Is yeah, she a mom? Adult. I think she's a mom. I th- because she's I think her daughter is right? the one that, like, literally, like, all the time I get told that I look like her or Mackenzie Ziegler, oh. which I really don't understand. I love Mackenzie Ziegler's song. Do you know what I'm talking <laughs> about? Girl party. Oh, 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 it's, it's a girl party, girl party. That music video defines defined me. Ooh, that's one of the like 2010 things that shaped my mental psyche. Yeah. Like the Kia Soul commercials, <laughs> the hamster commercials. That's why I drive and a now Kia you're Soul. Like, Daddy, I want a Kia Soul. Yeah, I literally said, Mommy, I want a Kia Soul, and now mm-hmm. I drive a 2013 tan Kia Soul. That's a flex. Mm-hmm. I really sure. think it is. Yeah. Leather seats. You're the only person that I know. Party rock anthem plays in the Party background. Look at you. Yeah, look at us. I expect and you have loss. your and you have your Lexus, right? <laughs> my your t- little Lexus. <laughs> my 2001 Lexus, guys. All right, yeah, all right. I get Joycey it. Joycey girl. Joycey girl. girl. Sorry, should I not be mixing? This oh no, you're fine. Like I think they like the ASMR. I got a lot of good reception from Grace's episode where she just went. She went like. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, wait. Do you watch ASMR legitimately? No, I don't. Sometimes I do. I, ooh, sometimes I, if I'm hungry, it's so bad. I watch like those like ASMR where they like and they crack the crab crab leg open. I can't do Excuse that. me. And they put they like dip it in that butter sauce and then she just like. Sorry guys, I I know Is it like hate one specific woman. No, there's like two women who do it. There's one Asian girl who like she just she's like so petite and tiny but she eats like full dining tables worth of like crab legs and everything and it's really intense or i saw this it's like a it's called a giant main lobster and i literally i was like that looks really fun just for the experience and i looked it up it's like 200 dollars, but you get it the next day and it's this huge like probably like poodle sized lobster excuse me and (laughs) and you just devour it Put in the butter sauce, eat it Never. Mm-hmm. And I've been watching ASMR for a while, and I've never seen those. I do, like, food ASMR. Like, food. But not for the purpose of relaxation. For the purpose of, I'm craving something, so I'm going to watch this. No, more for the purpose of, like, how chaotic do I feel tonight? <laughs> this is, like, what I want going on in the background. Uh, like, if someone to, were to walk into my apartment and they saw that, they'd be like, oh, Rachel. Like, she's having, like, Rachelism. a little bit of a... Classic Rachelism. A classic Rachelism. Okay. I like how you know... I don't feel like I ever explained to you guys what a Rachelism is, because that was birthed in high school from my friend Andreas. I realized the other day that it stems from 
mannerism, I guess. Like, Rachel right, yes, and Isa. I didn't even put that together. You didn't. Racism. See, you didn't even <laughs> tell me that, and I just thought that that's what it was. But I did appreciate how you kept a tally of how many Rachels you had a day on your whiteboard oh, all last year. I used to, but then I realized, like, You I had kinda, too many. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> I, I lied to myself, because I'd keep it at zero for a while, but, like, literally the other day... <laughs> I like spilled coffee on my white fur rug or there's another incident where I was like oh that's a big fat Rachelism but I didn't document it and I Mm -hmm. don't know why I stopped documenting them because Rachelism is the name of my private snapchat story like Mm -hmm. my my close friends or whatever Mm -hmm. and that's what my friends would call whenever I would do something goofy because I have a tendency to fall or to break things or to spill things I'm so bad oh that's why I did I spilled soy sauce on my white sweater my new one mm, that's what that, it does yeah and then I <laughs> and then I got ash on it because I pointed the lighter when I was trying to light my candle I pointed it at my stomach instead of the candle when I picked it up so my new favorite sweater is doing really good but Levi gave me Levi's my roommate he gave me these stain tied little cloth things perfect for you right i need to invest more in cleaning supplies because i just it's it's really bad i'm really i don't know if i just eat messily my mom used to tell me like you need to slow down or else you won't enjoy your food but then i just like like it just all at once partly Mm -hmm. so let's get into the actual me of the episode instead of me talking about (laughs) you know whatever rachelism is going on you know i gotta i'm just while we're on the topic i feel like (laughs) i I feel like you'll enjoy this in middle school do you remember when ratchet was like a like a slang word that everyone liked yeah i used to be called ratchet rachel i don't know if i agree with that i just don't that's just not what comes to mind when i'm I don't around think so your either. Well, especially in middle school, I wanted to be like Zendaya. So <laughs> I would, like, my fits were kind of fire, but they were too ahead of this time for those little Texas girlies. Did you audition for Shake It Up? I feel like you would have done that when if, you were younger. Oh, like the video that like, everyone's posting? Yeah, on TikTok. <laughs> I, never, I never did that, but at Ikea, they'd have, like, Shake It Up workshops. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. At Ikea, they have, like, <laughs> Disney-affiliated Shake It Up workshops where they taught you at to Ikea? dance. At Ikea? Yeah, and I was what? like... Why would Ikea do that? I don't know. They have the floor space, I guess. They have, they have the real the floor estate. Space. Like, you, you go get some meatballs and you, like, you throw it back I've never been quick. to Ikea, so I don't know the... We should go. Just for the ambiance. Is there even one near here? Yeah, Kelly went the other day. Our friend Kelly... Anyways, <laughs> they're like, who are all these? Sorry, new, we just had a moment. Who are all these new characters? That's why I yeah. love about the podcast because so, yeah. I know that there are like people who don't know me as personally, and I'll uh-huh. mention or like my home <laughs> friends who I mentioned college right, friends, right, right. and I think it's so fun because it's just like bringing new characters right. into the show. This is just a show. It's just Rachel's world, and we're all living we're in all, it. <laughs> I'm so kidding. My I'm so kidding. daily slogan. I feel bad. I kind of give it really like. Are we allowed to curse on this? Yes, you can curse. I love... <laughs> you're the third guest to ask me that, and I think that's so funny, because if you listen to the episodes where I just... I let my mind run free, like the ones where I don't do uh-huh. with guests, and it's me just, like, saying whatever pops up in my mind, and I talk about, like, all these, like, political issues on here, too. This podcast is just really for everyone. The girls, okay. the gays, the guys. The girls, that's it. It's for... Yeah, <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> yeah, I just didn't know. I was like, no, oh. you're so allowed to. But anyways, Ikea... So what they do, I was like, I'm gonna get discovered. <laughs> so I would go to like my parents and I would go to IKEA and I did like the shake it up dance workshop 
and then if you watched my latest YouTube video, I told you guys about how, I don't know if they did this at your town, but it'd be like, the radio would be like, do you want to be on the Disney Channel? Do yes. you want to be in shows yes. that you love on Disney Channel? Like the stars Zendaya and Hannah Montana. I had my mom call for one and they yeah. never called me back. No, we called in <laughs> in the radio. We parked in the we parked in the Big Lots parking lot when we heard it. I was in Texas. Big Lots, not the Big Lots. Mm-hmm. In, the, in the orange Big, orange big lots. lots. Yeah. So we pulled I over. And this is when I was in fifth grade. So I was 10 years old. And I was in Texas. And it's like, do you want to be on the Disney Channel? Well, call in right now and you can right. get an audition spot. Because I think it's only a certain number of spots. So we called in, and I got a spot, and, like, maybe, like, two weeks later, we went to the George R. R. Brown Convention Center in Houston, and there was, like, hundreds of kids there. The guy who was doing the paperwork and everything, getting people situated, my mom made me a resume, like, a resume with that's, a cover. That's so cute, though. Right? It's, like, it had, like, the plastic clear Aww, covering. It was, like, a little booklet. I had a cover letter. I had a cover letter that was, like... Professional. Right? I had it had like the, the world it had the world map on it. It was so cute. It said like Rachel is eleven years old and she's oh, a violinist oh, and she 11. loves to sing. She's done musical theater camps. Blah 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 blah. And so my mom and I hand the guy the resume and this is like keep in mind this is like not the most serious thing. Like it's like mm-hmm. treated like a quote unquote open casting call, mm-hmm. but it's definitely not that, yeah, which I'll get yeah, into. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we handed the guy, and the guy's, like, shocked, and I think he, like, feels bad, because my mom and I took it so seriously, mm-hmm. so I go into my room, and I have my little violin case, and Mr. Mosby is sitting Mr. there. <laughs> Phil Lewis. Phil Lewis is sitting there. I love that. And he's like, hello, are you gonna do, blah, 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 like, what are you gonna do? Are you starstruck? Uh, surprisingly, I was thinking about this when I was telling someone else this, I wasn't, I was but so- you knew who he was, I was, right? Yeah, I did, but I was so professional. I was like, yes, I can sir. I, I don't know what, like, I'm How looking back, I've been like, oh my gosh, Mr. Mosby, like, yeah. what's good? Um, maybe it's because I was younger, so, and I think I used to want to be, I want to be famous. Sorry, do you know what I'm talking about, that vine? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be on Disney Channel so bad. Like, the reason I'm a music major mm-hmm. and that I started singing was Hannah Montana, because oh, I was like second favorite show right I was like I want to be on Hannah Montana yeah or I wanted to be her yeah I wanted to be her for Halloween and my mom wouldn't let me because I'm not white that's verbatim what she's told these me before stories. yeah I feel like there's a, whenever I talk to you always these deep rooted stories come out but anyways I auditioned for Mr. Mosby and they give like a list of monologues Fuck. and then he gave me one about a new pair of jeans and I had like I set my violin case down and then I quote unquote got in but it's a scam because then they're like, you have to pay $2,000 yeah, to do this, and then to do this, not. and this. So, in conclusion, Mr. Mosby's kind of a sellout. In conclusion, I got scammed by Mr. Mosby. New YouTube video. I, I got scammed, scammed by Mr. Mr. Mosby. Not clickbait. Thumbnail? <gasps> Me gasping. <laughs> it's like oh, Mr. God. Mosby with like a red X over his face. <laughs> and it's just like the character picture from Sweet mm-hmm. Life on deck. And he's yeah. just like... <laughs> Esteban wouldn't treat me like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. Esteban so, Ricardo. <laughs> Disney really shaped who I wanted to be when I was so little. So I'm going to guess that you were a Disney kid, not a Nick kid. Mm-mm, I was a PBS kid PBS originally. PBS kid. I had that cable TV because I didn't, get, I didn't get the you know the packaging. I was growing up in Maine. I was very granola oh, when I was little, okay. if that makes sense. Yeah. And then I I guess, because like, my parents are older, so they're like yeah, in so their, their 50s, 60s, so... Yeah. They weren't, like, as huge on television, I guess. They just watched The Sopranos and The Office. PBS. So I'd watch PBS Kids. I never hear somebody say that. We're a rare breed, but we're very important. 
we're like the NPR mm. granola. Okay. Now we're all like socialists. <clears throat> so <laughs> that's, that's what happens. But enough about me. I feel oh, like we've pfft. just been talking about me, and I'm sorry. No, I want to talk. You're such an interesting human being. So let me ask you this question. Let's talk about Lauren. Let's talk about mm, Lauren. Scary. Lauren Clark. What is your favorite song from Glee? Your favorite performance? Uh, well, I feel like we have to start out with the fact that Glee is my favorite show. Yes. It's very. It was a very important culture reset, as Ms. Rachel likes to say. Mm. We, that that's her definition. Cultural reset doesn't matter. I feel like it gets a bad rep for being like a, a musical. Creepy. A oh. musical. Th- <laughs> <laughs> that too, with everything that's happened with the, the characters in members. real life. Oh, it's, it's cursed. It's so sad. Blah, blah, blah. That is so sad. It is really sad. And like I was on, I downloaded Reddit for the specific purpose of Glee. Oh, I, I have Reddit. an issue. It's really scary. It's kind of creepy at me, but whatever. Um, I purposely downloaded Reddit just so that I could see what people were thinking of it, and everybody was like, "I can't watch the, I can't watch it anymore because all I can think about is how sad of everything happening to the three characters, and like all I want to do is punch Puck in the face, like whenever yeah. he talks, which is one of the characters that. And then you went like down a feel hole. really sad about Santana and Corey. Yeah, but that. <laughs> I don't feel that way. Like, like, obviously in my brain, I'm like, oh my god, that's, like, so sad. Like, when I'm watching it, like, I'm not mm-hmm. Well, it's because you, thinking you that. don't associate that together. I don't. I because really don't. Because that is, like, your childhood show. Yeah. Not even, though. I started watching this when I was, like, 16. <laughs> so, oh, wow. So I that's kind of That's kind of late. I wasn't... Glee. I know, because I wasn't allowed to watch it. Oh. Like, because, you know, I guess it was, like, inappropriate Sex. or whatever. Sex. 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 Stop. Don't say that here. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, that, that's how I am with, like... The birds and the bees, guys. Mm, 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 yeah, I didn't get into Big Time Rush till like, a month ago. That's and okay. And now it's my favorite show. I'm, you're making me kind of want to watch it. You so should. It holds up. So, honestly, I said this on my Instagram the other day. Big Time Rush is better than One Direction. No. <laughs> yes. Gonna have to disagree with you there, Rachel. Okay, listen. I love <laughs> all the Big Time Rush, all the boys, all the BTR boys outside of... Big time rush. Mm. Individually, they are mm. fantastic. Second of all, the songs hold up so much better than One Direction mm. songs, I feel like, stylistically. Don't have to disagree. It's R&B pop goodness. It's giving me, like, early 2000s R&B. Buh, 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 you know, and worldwide. To, to be fair, I haven't watched Big Time Rush in probably, like, 10 years. So I feel like I can't really give a good vote off. But I will say that I love One Direction with all my heart. So it would be very hard to beat... Um, I, so, I do hold the character Gustav from Big Time Rush, though, <laughs> very near and dear to my heart, so, He's so funny, you know. he's on TikTok now, right? Doing yes, I you literally laughed for five minutes when I saw him pop up on my TikTok, so. Yeah, I like the story of him, how he was telling on his podcast about how he smoked weed with Snoop Dogg <laughs> and Kendall. <laughs> that makes so much sense. How, how is Big Time Rush such good friends with Snoop Dogg? That's Holy Trinity, Holy Trinity, if you will. Mm. Right, bringing it back, just yeah, like back. Santana Quinn and, and the moment I wake up. That was a great TikTok trend. But anyways, you didn't answer my question. What is right, your favorite song? Sorry, ADD. Um, my favorite song. I really like um, when Mercedes sings um, "Try a Little Tenderness." Ooh, she's so powerful, and. I will forever think that she was the best. That she was the better singer. I not attest Rachel. to this. I agree. And, with and like this. everybody I talk to says the same thing. It just kind of pissed me off how, like I get they're trying to like I get the point of the show was that Rachel like had the basic white girl voice and like was an amazing singer, which I'm not saying that she wasn't. 
Mm-hmm. However, um, I feel like the show could have gone, like, a little outside of that, though, and still gave Mercedes more than they gave her. Like... No, I agree. I don't know. It just made me annoyed. But probably try a little tenderness from Mercedes. Or I love... My favorite episode is when they do Fleetwood Mac, because I love Fleetwood Mac. Can so we watch that episode together soon? Yes. I, is that when... Um, what's your name? Blonde. Christy Chenoweth. Yeah, Christy Chenoweth. Sorry, that was a lot. The matcha's hitting. Yeah, I was going to say that I really love, I really love when Christian Chenoweth and Matthew Morrison, when they do Dreams. Yeah. That's the first time that they sing that episode, and I really like... The sexual tension between them. (laughs) Their relationship is so weird. Like, I just started introducing my roommate um, to the show. And um, she keeps asking, like, are they going to date? Are they going to date? And I'm like, I'm not going to tell you. She's like, I'm going to guess yes. And I so bad want to say, no, they don't. Yeah. But you think they do. <gasps> Morgan's going to listen to this. Hey, Morgan. Girl, what's up? Hi, Morgan. You? Hi, Morgan. <laughs> Go do your homework. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. And then I also really like, oddly enough, when Finn and Quinn sing, like, I don't want to know the reasons why that one. I, I don't know, know that song from about. Fleetwood Mac. It's a Fleetwood uh, Mac song. Uh-huh. I'm not a big Fleetwood Mac girly. Mac Miller. Sorry. I'm more of a Mac Miller. (laughs) My favorite is absolutely, like, no other performance can top this, is River Deep Mountain High with Mercedes Oh, you're so right. That's up there, too. That's, like, that makes me feel powerful. It's the the best. They're they're such a good... They should have done more, like, um, covered... Not covered. I think they did two songs together. I feel like there's a second one that you and I oh, talked the about. the boy is mine. Yes, that was, that so, was so good, okay, too. Okay, Mercedes and Santana is the equivalent of Cat and Jade and Victorious when they do their duets because they're too powerful. You're so right. And God knew, the producers knew, God. Ryan, Ryan <laughs> Murphy knew that if he let them sing too much, that they just, like, completely mm-hmm. overshadow. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Same with, this is what I think about all the time whenever we watch Victorious because mm-hmm. whenever we want something in the background, like, when we're having friends over, we just put Victorious right, on. Right. If they, let, we'll if they let Ariana Grande sing more, they knew that she'd outshine Victoria yeah, Justice. For sure. So that's why she didn't get to sing as much. So we all so knew so. when she did that little, he didn't yeah, sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, amazing. Mm-hmm. The blueprint. I will say, boys that are the blueprint to why Rachel <laughs> Pack is a white man's whore. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, boys that are the blueprint, Corey. Uh, Corey Monteith. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. Jim, Jim Halpert. I, I keep go switching between their characters. Never got names. into him. See, for me, I'll The say. Office is, like, that was the show that I right, grew up around right, right. because my parents were always playing in the background. Uh-huh. So I know for, like, a lot of people, if you don't get into it, I guess, like, if it, you know, you aren't as yeah, familiar with it, did. it's hard but to I get into because, like, the first and second season, yeah. or especially the first season, <clears> is just <throat> so different from the later seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. So you can see, you can see kind of, like, the trend we're going in. It's like, oh, David Henry, Justin from Wizards of We Really Place. Never got into him either. Mm. See, it was like non-intimidating, ner- almost nerdy white boys mm. who like, I can like, I'm like kind of cooler than. <laughs> this like reflects in my real life too, as you know, like people who uh-huh. I have crushes yes. on, like boys who are like, I'm not intimidated <laughs> by where it's like, are they gay? Which <laughs> is <laughs> so bad. <laughs> I'm like, we're getting into it tonight, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. This this episode's really for the girls, the gays, and the guys. Of course. <laughs> but, yeah, who I'm, like, I'm not intimidated by. But then that makes me be, like, uh, especially because we go to a fine arts school, too. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. not to like stereotype, but it's like, huh? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I just have one simple girl, Harry Styles. Ooh. Forever and always. Ooh. Forever and always. Nobody, no man can compare. You know who I crush on? Oh, I forgot. This is like a big part. This is why uh-huh. I was mentioning it. Darren Chris. But oh. I only knew Darren Chris from Glee, so he was gay. See, yeah, I can't, I can't think of any other Groff. way. Jonathan Groff. Stop. But Jonathan, Jonathan Groff. Groff. Too powerful. Too powerful. Played such... Literally, I I would have thought he was straight. are better than people. Why was he... Why was he... Why was he... Why is he so hot? Why was he, why not, like, why is he more hot than, like, a normal straight male? He's not straight. Because why do men? Why do men? Why do men? He's not straight. And it angers me. I was, li- <laughs> I was, like, 16 and I was so pissed off that, like, like we, I like found out that he was gay. Anyways. Yeah. Like, like, we could pull that. Another one. <laughs> I mean, we could. I think we, oh, this is Chris Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> to catch a predator. Uh. I love those, by the way. They're, they're good. Great. They're so I think those on YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Have you saw it? break. Bunch of break. Bunch of break. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. Yeah, you guys got a little, a little, um, divulge into my love life. How's your love life? <laughs> uh, not there. Honestly, I've, I've never been boy crazy. Me neither. Thank God. I mean, yeah. to the girlies who, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that, sis. You know? No, it, no, it's there's really okay. not. I, f- I feel like, and but you, but if you are, that's great too. It just depends. I don't know. I've just been in a weird. I, I'm not boy crazy, well, so it's kind of odd. The for boys me. in Boston are kind of icky. It's it's like like I thought I would come here, and like same with the parties. Mm-hmm. Over- I don't like par- like overrated. it's so much work. Over- I. It's... Did we ever go to a party together? No, but you invited me to one. Yeah, because I... Okay, I, I've never... If you know me, IRL, I've never been, like, a party person. Mm-hmm. I would much rather just, like, hang out with my friends, you know? Me too. And so, I tried to go to... I got invited to go to a party once, and all the parties in Boston, there's, like, 20 colleges. Mm-hmm. And most of them happen at BU, at Boston they University. They all have the same layout. They're all frats, and it's literally you walk you in... You go in a basement. And, of course, because, you know... The guys don't let in any other guys. They don't, whatever. Mm-hmm. They don't want a moral competition or whatever the fuck it is. That's so stupid. And I didn't even think about that's no, how it that's works. No, that's how it is. And, and you walk in, and it's one guy to, like, seven girls. Ugh. And, like, all the girls are like, yeah, and all the girls are like, and then, like, you're like, why am I here? Right. Why am I here? It's I don't want to so do much that. Because then you have to take the T, which is our public transit, to get there. Or an Uber, mm-hmm. which and is more expensive. expensive. And then and you're spending... Sorry. And then you're spending, like, $25. Like, Can I paint the picture? I don't know. You can talk about... I want to ask you about when you went to an MIT party. Because that... I went on... Oh, please. I went on a a hangout with, like... like, It was, like, a Tinder date. Just, like, meets... Like, Mm -hmm. I I was... I do remember that. I was so... Guys, I was so lonely freshman year about, like, not having friends that I made friends through Tinder. (laughs) Dude, are you still friends with some of them? No. I don't think so. Some of them will, like... I'll add them on Snapchat and they'll pop up all of a sudden, or they like swipe up on my, on my stories and I'm like, <laughs> I I this is not, or they they keep sending me just blank selfies of them and I'm like, for what, honey? We're not talking. Like right. what? I'm sorry. It's like, so you're probably awkward. A really nice That's person. the other thing I have wrong mm-hmm. with Tinder, which we can get into yeah. later. But anyways, you walk into a, a Boston party scene for you painting the picture painting the picture so they their greek life isn't huge in the newark northeast 
as it is down south, which I know some of you, oh, sorry, that's hair from my carpet. Um, <laughs> she just picked up her matcha and there was hair on the bottom of the cup. Nice Not like inside though. A little just detail. A, a little, I liked it. A little character a little development. Character. Mm-hmm. And so you walk down these like pitch black stairs into this rundown like frat house. But the thing is Greek life isn't big in Boston. So it's very like, what is happening? It's like math. Greek life? I think that's a thing. <laughs> Greek you know? Because it's like, yeah, there there was, I don't know how to explain it. But anyways, I walk down these stairs and it's pitch black and then all of a sudden you're in a basement where there are string party lights and it's like infrared lighting. Mm-hmm. There's always a Berkeley band in the corner and you just, you're surrounded by, like, mm-hmm. it's hot and sweaty A lot of the there. ones I've been to didn't have a band. Mm, one had a DJ. Like a full all, DJ. All of mine had, had just, just like just the ox to music. I never had a Berkeley mm-hmm. one. That would have been different because I've been to like a house party at Berkeley yeah. because Berkeley doesn't have Greek life, so we do like house parties and like I'll go to those. Like mm-hmm. I'm fine because like I'm with my friends and stuff and it's a good time. Mm-hmm. But the frat parties I can't stand. Mm-mm. I think I've only been to frat parties in BU. I only went to two parties given okay. as part of my burp. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know what it was like for you, but I just was like, this is not worth it for me to. Take, mm. take the tea, which is like $5 round trip. I've never taken a tea to one. Mm-mm. I've only Ubered, so that's interesting. Yeah. One time I tried to, I was like, oh, I need to be more fun, which is so sad. Literally, girlies, you don't have to feel like you need to be more fun and go to these parties because I yeah. promise you it's much more fun to like make your friends. And if you do party, that's great. Like, I wish I had fun, but just, uh, oh, also we're in a pandemic now. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> So you can't, anyway, so don't be parring, because I do see you guys on Instagram at Texas A&M Giggum. Anyways. Texas A&M. I don't know anything about the South. Oh, that's because literally, so, okay, I do. Know, I do know that Greek life's big there, but. Yeah, y'all know I love Houston, and I love everyone back <clears> home in <throat> Texas, but te- Texas takes Texas schools so seriously, and once you leave the state, no one gives a shit. Like, yeah, UT is a fantastic school, ranking-wise and everything, but A&M and UT and, you know, all of those schools, like Texas Tech, Mm -hmm. they think it's, like, the holiest, like, you know, greatest thing, which maybe sometimes in football it is, but even then, so, like, you're in completely two different divisions, like UT and A&M, and those are the two main rivalries, I think, in Texas, and it's, like, no one cares once you leave the South. Hmm. Yeah. So, anyways, stop partying, because I see you guys on Instagram. (laughs) Nevertheless, I want to hear about your party, like, My Berkeley experience. experience. Yeah. Oh, boy. I'm trying to think of the first one. I, I just remember, like, I put a lot of pressure on myself. Because, like, we would have, like, some some stuff, like, in high school and everything. Like, I was... I, it's a little different. Because, like, you knew everybody there. And you were with your friends. And, like, I don't mind... Like, like, I'll, like, I have a good time at parties. Only if I'm really, like, with my friends and like people that I trust and stuff like that and I know a lot of the people there but I didn't like going to them in college because I didn't know anybody and you know you'd end up spending like $25 and like I said like the format like all the ones that I went to were literally you just go there you go there late because you don't want to go there early and mm-hmm. so then it's literally one guy to seven girls and you're just giddy around them and that's not like I- I'm I don't know like that just wasn't me yeah like I was just I just felt weird the whole time and so Again, like, I was like, this isn't worth my time, but I put a lot of pressure on myself because I was like, well, this is what you do in college. Yeah, and, like, I, feel I saw way. all over social media that, like, people were going to this. And also, it was different because, we, like, we don't go to a normal college. Like, me and Rachel go to a Music conservatory. Yeah. Technically, we don't have football teams. We don't have Greek life. We don't really have a whole lot of clubs unless it's Berkeley we, 
business, right. I think, There's right? no, like, student Jacob. spirit kind of, like, things. Mm-hmm. So... Mingus the jazz cat. <laughs> the only thing that unites us. Um, that's our mascot, and it's a terrifying it's thing. It's really horrifying. It looks like something from the Goofy movie. Do you remember the Goofy yes. movie? Mm-hmm. It looks like a character from the Goofy movie. Um, I keep seeing him on Tinder, though. So, <gasps> hope he's doing well. Aw. You guys should go on a Love date. Love story. <laughs> I swiped right, and we matched, oh, but... I love that for you. Know. you. Oh, but the reason why I brought up MIT party was because I remember you telling me about it and you're like, that is so boring. And oh my gosh. It sounds so mean, but I'm really like, truly, you can't win it all. Like, Wait, if yes, you go, I do want to talk to about MIT, it. you are so incredibly smart. And I say this, like, this is such a generalization because I'm sure there are like fantastic people who go there mm-hmm. who are brilliant and charismatic. And it literally sounds like the argument Harvard made where like, they're like, Asians can't be charismatic and smart, so that's why affirmative action exists. Shut up. Literally. Anyways, this is such, like, a generalization, but the people I've met from MIT, I went on, like, a Tinder hangout, Mm -hmm. and it was a guy from MIT, because I was like, oh my gosh, you're from Houston, too. So he's like, do you want to go get payment sometimes, which is a coffee shop Mm -hmm. here? I said, "Um, of course. Anyways, it was, like, a quote-unquote Tinder date, but I refer to it as a hangout, because Mm -hmm. I... My back hurt because I carried that whole conversation. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, okay, I'll walk you back. And I was like, okay, cool, whatever. And then he shakes my hand. I think I remember you telling me this. It was like a nice doing business with you sort of deal. Yes, I do remember this. Yeah, and then later that week you told me about how you went to an MIT party. And it was just like... Yeah, it was so... um, I was going with my friend, Steph. Hey, girl. Mm -hmm. Um, Her friends came to visit... Um, and she had a friend who went to some other school and knew some people at MIT. And so Steph was like, let's come, come with us. So I really only had like one friend that I knew who was Mm -hmm. Steph that I was going to with. Um, and so we go in and these, these people have like sign-in sheets. Sign-in sheets? Sign-in sheets. And, you know, people were trying to, like, get by without signing in, and, like... <laughs> Why'd they have a sign-in sheet? I don't know. I still ask myself this question to this day. I never heard of that such a like thing. That feels like day camp. It was, it was so uncomfortable. And, like, you know, they're just standing there, and they're like, guys, you please, like, like you have to sign in. And it was, like, was so it on a clipboard? Getting... No, it was, like, on a table. Like, they had, like, two guys, like, stand, like oh sitting at chairs. <laughs> they're like, please sign in. And please leave your number or whatever. What? Not the number. Not, yeah, not the number. I literally left my home number because I was like, I'm not fucking doing this. So, you know, whatever. We signed in. That was already down one point. Mm-hmm. And so we walk up. It was a nice house, but um, the, the ox wasn't good. Down another point. Not a lot of people were there. <laughs> yeah. Down another point. I think you sent me a Snapchat. It was just, like, people sparsed out. And and the alcohol, like, they kind of had a bar, which is cool, but the alcohol was watered down. Definitely. I caught on to that shit. Yeah. I was like, absolutely not. And, um... But underage drinking? Never. No. Sorry. We would never do that. That was a joke, guys. <sighs> Sheesh. Anyways, there was a moment where, like, I thought, like, like I put, I put my cup down... And I literally, I saw, like, a guy, like, turn around and, like, pick up, like, my cup. And, like, I caught him, like, right before. <gasps> no, really? Yeah. It was, like, and I and I didn't tell any of my friends, like, or I didn't tell anybody because I was, like, I didn't want anybody to worry. But, like, I caught him, like, luckily, like, I didn't. But, like, Whoa. I was, like, what, what is going on here? I was, Not like, this is, yeah. Not the nerdy white boys. Yeah. So, that <sighs> was a thing. And it was just, like, it was, like, so, it was an awkward frat party. Yeah. And, you know... 
it was it, yeah it wasn't great but it was just funny I thought that they had sign and cheese oh and then um you know my my friend's friend you know was more bold than us and like she's she's one of those girls that goes and talks to, like every guy yeah and like you know and so she went like upstairs into the upstairs room but like we weren't allowed up there and like people kept kept like yelling at her, but she kept texting my friend, and she was like, she was like, you guys need to come upstairs. So we sneaked upstairs, and we just sat there, and it was like all these guys, and I just remember being like, like this isn't entertaining. Like mm-hmm. I'd so much rather be with my friends. Like, like the guys were just like trying to get like all of our Snapchats and stuff, and like flirting with like the other girls and everything. And I don't know, it just it it felt weird. And like I don't know, it felt weird. And I'm not saying that like if you go to these things. Like, it's a bad thing. Obviously, it's not. If it's you, definitely not. If, if you, you have, have fun, fun and you love it, do it. Do it. Do it. Go like, have some funsies. But, like, a lot of the ones I went to just, like, weren't weren't that fun. So, I don't know. I, I put a lot of pressure on myself to, like, go and do these things. And it's not like, like, like if I went, if I was, if my friends were like, oh, I want to go to this, like, I'd be like, no. Like, I'm not, like, yeah. against them. Like, I'd probably go. We tried. <laughs> I'm like, guys, we tried. It just wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd probably go, but, like, I'd probably much rather mm-hmm. just, like, do something fun, like, with my friends or, like, you know, that kind of stuff. So. so, can I ask you, did this affect how you view, like, overall your freshman experience? Because you and I talk about freshman year a lot. Yes. And we are very much on the same um, page. So, I want to ask you about how you feel about... Being a freshman at Berkeley specifically, because I feel like it's such a different situation than many other schools, Mm -hmm. and just what it was like for you in general. So just like how my freshman year was. Yeah, I guess I could have really just asked you that (laughs) plain and simple. Um, Well, one of the things I noticed quickly was that, or I had to realize quickly was that, and I kind of spoke about this earlier, was Berkeley is not like other schools. You know, I, I come from a town where you know, a bunch of people are studying to be lawyers or doctors or whatever it may be and, like, not really the arts, usually. And so a lot of a lot of people go to um, liberal arts schools and stuff like that. And I have, like, sports teams and, like, Greek life and, like, all, all these different kind of clubs and everything. And, and the people do all types of different things. And I didn't go to that school, which is fine because, obviously, I made the choice. Like, I, like I could have chosen to go to one of those schools, but I didn't. And I didn't really prepare myself beforehand going to the school that um, that it was that like going on social media and seeing like all these people doing these things like was going to make me feel different and make me feel weird. So like I'm still like adjusting to the school and like I see like people meeting all these new friends during Greek life and like rush and like going to football games and going to all these parties like at their school because at Berkeley you have to travel to go to them. Yeah. Like, you have to like pay for an uber and a lot of the people you don't know because they don't go to your school and again i i you know i don't i'm not saying that oh woe was me because i chose to go to the school but you know it was that was an adjustment making sure that i told myself like i chose to go to the school it's a really great school and it has a lot of other pro aspects that other schools wouldn't have and i know that i'm way more happier here than i would be going to a different school because i'm doing what i love and i get to be surrounded by all this creativity and talent um, but that was definitely something that I had to keep reminding myself. And so it's a lot better this year because like I'm more confident in who I am and this me going to the school and everything, but that was just something that I had to get used to. Um, but, uh, so, uh, me and Rachel talk about a lot how like the beginning of Berkeley was a little rough. Um, just because I like, I switched like friend groups and who I was hanging out with. 
at a really, really random time, which was another thing that was a little weird for me and rough <laughs> because um, I think I went into college expecting that, you know, it wouldn't be a high, like high school at all mm-hmm. and like clickiness would be totally gone and everything. Yeah, mean girls, non-existent. Non-existent, <laughs> um, but you know, there, I came to realize like a couple weeks into Berkeley that there are still things like that. And of mm-hmm. course there will be because we just got out of high school. Why would yeah. it be <laughs> like all of a sudden not there? Um, so yeah, so I switched friend groups uh, at, an, at a random time just because I was like this, you know, I'm going to try to see what else is out there. And I didn't really click that well with them. Um, so I got, it got to a point where I was like crying every day because like, mm-hmm. I had, like, f- I had, like, individual friends. Like, I was still meeting mm-hmm. people and, like... But you didn't have a friend group. I didn't have, like, a group. group and, you know, that it's... It's just something different. It's something different, yeah. And so seeing all these people with these groups of people, like, it, it made me like feel like, met, oh, damn. Like, automatically, like, first week of college, they had their friend groups. Yes. I remember you and I talking about this. We were standing on the tee mm-hmm. and we were both kind of distressed about it because I also had a similar situation where I think more for me it was I just felt like I had nobody, mm-hmm. and I, like, I had, you me know, too. separate friends, like, I had Lauren, and I had mm-hmm. my roommate, but I think part of it, to be honest, was there was, like, thousands of people around me, and I still feel alone, and it just felt even more yeah. uh, secluded, mm-hmm. because there's so many people around me, but yet, yeah, why do I feel so lonely, right. and I think a big narrative that is thrown when you're in high school is, oh my gosh, High school, you know what? You have friends, but they're not going to be your best friends forever. In college, mm-hmm. you're going to meet the people who you yeah. are your best friends for life with. So and, much pressure mm-hmm. is put on college. And me and Rachel have been really wanting to talk on this podcast about how, like, the beginning of college can be really, really hard. Like, one of the hardest moments of your mm-hmm. life. And that's okay. And But, I mean, hey, to each his own. I mean, I know some people that never felt like that. and was like, no, college was great. And that may happen to you, and that's great too, but... Yeah, we don't want you guys to go through what we went through. No, um, but, you know, everybody has a different college experience, but a lot of the time, I just feel like I never hear on social media people saying anything like, I'm I'm really sad right now. I'm really going through it. I don't know who I am right now. Nobody ever talks about that because in society, there's this glorified image of college and it being... Again, the best moment of your life, and you meet your best friends and everything. Yeah. But like, how how like it's it should not be weird to talk about that because of course the beginning of college is gonna be weird. Yeah. And I feel like, did you have a really good high school experience? It's funny you bring this up because I've been thinking about high school the past couple of days. I'm gonna say yeah. Yeah, I did too, and I think honestly that might be a part of it. And I think there's so much pressure to, and it doesn't help that in like traditional media and these movies and the coming of mm-hmm. age movie, it's like usually a lot of the time high school might suck for them and then they go to college and everything is magically fixed and they just don't talk about how no you know there's a curve when you're like you're not living with your parents anymore Mm -hmm. you're mostly independent especially if you're like us you go out of state and I think for me a big part of it was a lot of people in Texas stay in Texas which is great because there are fantastic schools there but I never had the safety net of having people who I know Mm -hmm. or who I know of Mm -hmm. I have one friend here Mason Mm -hmm. love Mason no Sam no Sam but, you know, we started running in different circles, and we're still, oh my gosh, we're still so yeah. tight. But yeah. it just, it's so different, and it's scary. And it, it, if you're, especially right now, if you're a freshman, and you're in transition oh to gosh. college, it's a pandemic. It's, it's even worse. Like, 
I have so much love in my heart for mm-hmm. you right now. My goodness. But I feel like a lot of it, too, is obviously I've talked to some other people, and they also feel that way, and I'm like, oh, my God. Not to be, like, on Twitter, it's like, why is no one talking about this? Yeah. You know? But a lot of it is social media is such a highlight reel, mm-hmm. so of course you're not going to show that. And I think, oh, this is what I was going to say, since there is so much, you know so much of the ideal that college is so perfect and so good and Mm -hmm. now you're stressed but it's like woo you go to parties that it's like why am I feeling this way I shouldn't be feeling this way I shouldn't feel so lonely that was like my whole like thought Mm -hmm. like I thought like I was like so lame because I was going on social media and seeing everybody doing these things but like I went home and I was talking to some of my friends and like the matter of the fact is like a lot of those people that you see on social media posting those things are going through the same thoughts that you are being like I don't know if I belong here. Like, mm-hmm. are, like I don't know if I feel that comfortable with these people yet. But, like, of course, you're still going to be like, oh, I'm still going to post with them because, like, I need people to I know need, that I'm yeah. having a great time. And, like, I'm guilty of that. Like, I did that too. Like, even, like, with you guys because I didn't know you guys that well mm-hmm. yet. Like, obviously, like, we're great friends now. But in the beginning, I think we can both admit that, like, it was still a little awkward. Like, you don't yeah. really know these people yet. And you're there's so much pressure to, like, become, like, best friends with these people and stuff. But the matter of the fact is, is that friendship can take time. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. That's something I had to remind myself a lot. It's something my really good friend, Billy, told me. Mm-hmm. It was, like, the last time we were hanging out, and I was really stressed about it because I've always been super-duper extroverted, and not to be like, I've never had a hard time making friends, but I truly just <laughs> never had a hard time making friends. So coming here and having the situation, mm-hmm. it made me feel so sad because I was like, what is wrong with me? But I had to remember something my friend Billy told me, which was that, like, he goes, Rach, you have to remember, this stuff takes time. We've been friends yeah. for seven years, and we didn't become best friends probably until, like, the last mm-hmm. three years of it. And that just shocked me because I was like, you're right, these things do take time. Mm-hmm. And literally, for us, our freshman year was shut, cut short mm-hmm. for by, what, like, three or four months. So mm-hmm. it's like we truly don't get to know each other. And I feel like people at Berkeley specifically... Um, I've made more friends over quarantine than I ever did in person, which is really super cool because it's like through social media and people feel more comfortable now too, but freshman year was just, it was so hard and I felt bad saying that it was because I didn't want, well, one, I didn't want people to feel bad for me and pity me or anything, but I also felt like I wasn't in the right to feel that way. Yeah. No, I know. I definitely feel that way. I I think another factor about it is for me too, is that, um, I spent literally my whole life I lived in one place Mm -hmm. until college like I was born like since since day one I lived in the same hometown in Joyzee and so again I didn't really have to work at like making friends like I think when I was younger I definitely had less social anxiety so like again like I never really thought about making friends and also like it wasn't that hard for me because I knew everybody that I was growing up around so it wasn't like you know that hard for me and I had the same friends for a long time. And yeah, I'd say, honestly, I had a, a pretty good high school experience. Obviously, there were some shitty moments. But, like, it was funny coming here and hearing everybody at Berkeley being like, oh, I hated high school. Like, I'm yeah. so glad. And I was like, really? Like, I kind of loved high school. And I feel like I loved high school just because, like, I found something, which was music and theater and everything. Like, I we found... We had those communities. I found things that, like, I loved the people in it. And they were some of my best friends and even choir and stuff like that. Like, I found something that made me feel so whole inside besides just going to school every day and doing homework and so I think that was the main reason why I actually really loved high school and I think that's a big part of it is that I know and I kind of realized this later on too when I was given so much time to think in quarantine is when I realized like I felt very at peace in quarantine oddly because Mm -hmm. I was just hold up in my apartment by myself my roommate wasn't here because I didn't feel the pressure that I had to be friends with everybody I had to be making commitments and be super duper booked and busy 
which is, you know, I shouldn't feel that way anyways, but I always kind of have this hustle culture mentality <laughs> to myself. Bring it back to our roots. Bring it back to the video. So Lauren sorry to everybody at Berkeley that oh we like God. harass. I'm like, do you guys know what hustle culture is? <laughs> Oh, it's like Rachel, you have to tell them what hospital. I like shove my pink mic in their mouth. I'm like, let, let me hear Cookie? your thoughts. <laughs> Anyways, I think a big part of what made it so much harder was that I had such a great community back home because I was in orchestra and I was in choir and I feel like I had mm. I had so many people who loved me. And then not to be dramatic at all, but I, I really felt like I went from having like everything yes. and such a community I and everyone could not agree more. to having nobody to not feeling loved to not feeling to That's, feeling lonely mm-hmm. to feeling like judged like I felt judged like that was like another big thing mm-hmm. was my anxiety was at all time high like it doesn't help you go to music school too because it's such the competitive being atmosphere. a musician is such a mind game yeah because you have to be so at peace with yourself and mm-hmm. Lauren knows this I have I have a lot of issue with myself, which I just need to work on when it comes to my self-perception. First of all, don't perceive me. I'm not don't a real I'm, I'm not a real person. You perceive sorry. You don't you can't have thoughts about me. But uh it, it just was a big struggle and something I realized I was talking to my best friend Brant on the phone maybe a month ago. And I realized why I had such a hard time with freshman year and it wasn't even quarantine which is so weird to me but it was freshman year because I was surrounded by so many people but I just I hadn't felt loved in a really long time Mm -hmm. like I haven't felt love around me which is just like you know the love of friendship the love it sounds so cheesy friendship friendship is magic um but truly I mean I'm a person who I believe like friends are family and I think part of that too like a lot of people hold that mindset but I just always believe that I had to build my family around me because being adopted that's kind of what my mom taught me too is like yes blood is important but your family is the people who support you and who are there for you and help guide you Mm -hmm. and care and put genuine love and work into your relationship with them and going from having so many people who I felt supported me to having no one obviously this is like not to you know deter from like any relationships I built friendships I built in freshman year because obviously they're so important yeah, to me yeah but it's just say that it's just a it's just a different feeling like I remember you met her my friend Sarah came Sarah Decker yes. she's been on the podcast <laughs> bringing back another character but she came to Boston she goes to school in New York and she came to visit me because she went to an AGR concert so we just got a brief little 24 mm-hmm. less than 24 hour time to see each other and I remember after I got to spend some time with her again, and I dropped her off at her bus. I walked home, and I just started bawling. And I was crying in Rage. front of the squirrels. Did I, I showed you this video the other day. Remember? <laughs> we had a whole other conversation yes. about this at the docks. And I was like, why are these fat squirrels watching me cry? Like, one was, like, deliberately, like, making eye contact with me. I can promise you that. But I'm bawling, and I'm just talking about how, like, I wanted to go home so bad and I just don't feel loved and that mm-hmm. was like verbatim what I had said in the video because I was like I want to be able to which is so skewed I feel mm-hmm. like but I was like I want to be able to look back on this and be like oh I've come a far away yeah which but, you definitely have from an outsider's perspective you definitely you. come a far away you mean like emotionally <laughs> both <laughs> thank you I think it's just because the thing is when you're first starting off in college, you don't know these people, and mm-hmm. that's great because you get to build so many new friendships, but it was so hard because I just felt so comfortable with Sarah when she came here because she was an old friend, and she already knew my intentions. She already knew my intent. She knew my character, so I didn't feel any pressure to have to please mm-hmm. the people around me or have to make sure that they know who I am mm-hmm. and not put on a show, but just 
she already knew my intent. She knew who I am as a person, like, my character holistically. Mm -hmm. So there was no pressure to make sure that, oh, do these new people like me? Will they want to continue to be my friend? Will we be in a friend group together sort of ordeal? Yeah, for sure. Clink, clink. Hey All right. Back. Hey, guys. Sorry. We were on a potty break. On a potty break. Sheesh. A little, a little too much, you know, deep. Matcha. Deep ma- matcha and deep, you know, <laughs> intrinsic. That's not the right word, but I, you know, I'm really trying with the vernacular. Don't hurt yourself, Rach. Mm, mm. Mm. So, do you have any else? Any else? <laughs> about the topic we were just talking about? Yeah. I feel like we basically, that's kind of the just, Laura and I talk about this. <laughs> we will just go on rampages we'll go on if you walks tell. where we just talk about <laughs> everything. But yeah, in conclusion, we were really sad freshman year. <laughs> in conclusion. And that's okay. In conclusion, Rachel is a white man's whore. Yeah, so what did we learn today? <laughs> Mr. Mosby's a scam. Rachel's a white man's whore. It's okay to be sad, sad freshman in college. year. <laughs> yeah. But I think the overall just is like. If you feel that way or you felt that way, it's so totally it's okay so because normal. I think a comment I get a lot is like they wouldn't expect that when I do talk to them about it because I feel like, you know, I mean, social media is like a highlight reel because I'm like, la, 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 la. Yeah, that's what social media is. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I was listening to, I've been listening to Emma Chamberlain's podcast, you know, besides Rachel Profiling. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the Sorry. plug. Yeah, that's the, the plug. Um, speaking of plugs, my Instagram is lauren.clarkey. Oh, yes. I should preface that and check me out on spotify alarm clock all right mm. anyways back into it um i've listened to Emma chamberlain's podcast recently and um she was just talking about see now i lost my train of thought i don't know how she does her podcast by herself and it still feels like structured she's emma chamberlain that's true she literally like she could probably talk for five hours i'd be like whoa and she would not run out of a conversation mm-hmm. to talk about um what was she saying? Oh, shit. Now I'm going to forget. So, you know, I okay. lost my train of thought. Uh, anyway, it's a good uh, it's a good uh, podcast anyways. But um, she talks about, because she lives alone. Mm-hmm. And so she talks about, like, how it's okay to be lonely and stuff like that. Yeah. So I highly recommend that podcast. I was going to say something about it, but now I forget what it was. But if I think about it, maybe I can come back to it. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I think that's a big thing I learned is, like, it's so okay to not be you know happy-go-lucky all the time because mm-hmm. I think sometimes I don't allow myself to be because I feel like what everyone expects from me is that like Rachel's super extroverted and mm-hmm. you know she's just really positive and yes I love being that and that is myself but I realized this year that like there, there are layers I am like an onion mm-hmm. there are layers and that I that's, like... that's so no okay. I am gonna leave no I am <laughs> my parents at the adoption <laughs> center you know what? I am the best TikTok, leave. hands down. That really, honestly, I gave up on TikTok because mm. it really stresses me out. But that could have done, that should have done so much better. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, let's go a little. Let's go a little more happy go lucky. Yes. Shall we? A little. Yep, yep. A little get her. I. You're the only other person I know who really did high school choir, and yes. I ate that shit up. <laughs> I loved choir so much. It was choir and orchestra was my life, like mm. completely back in high school. And I just adored it, like, the all-state process for Texas. It's super-duper rigorous, and, you know, it's like we do, like, districts, region, pre-area, mm-hmm. area, all-state. Mm-hmm. And I loved, like, learning new pieces every mm-hmm. month to try and audition, and then being able to be in choirs with my friends. Yeah. And I honestly lived for, like, the four-hour rehearsals. Because <laughs> I was like, whoa, I feel like I'm being productive. I feel mm-hmm. like I'm learning so much, and I get to, you know, just do what I love. And... Something I realized is I was so much more confident in myself and my voice back in high school 
Really? Yeah, because, you know, my my self-confidence with my voice has kind Mm -hmm. of gone... Down the wazoo. Well, actually, I can actually see that because in some ways I, I can it might agree be, with myself on that. Yeah, one, it might be like a music school thing. It's because but... of Murray Music School, yeah. <laughs> it was like, because I was thinking about, like I said, I was thinking about high school the past couple of days and I was thinking, like, I love being at Berkeley and I, I, I kind of like the competitive atmosphere and I hate it. It's healthy and it makes you stay on top of your game and stuff. Um, but also, I, I, I kind of miss, like, the simplicity of high school and how, like, literally, like, my days were literally structured, structured with music. Like, going to school with my friends, you know, doing doing high school work, which is not yeah. as hard as college Then work. getting homophobic chicken then, and going to choir rehearsal. Yes, you going to choir rehearsal, then going to theater rehearsal, and then, like, going to, like, a, a regional choir rehearsal or, like, whatever. Like, it was, there was something so freeing about doing what you love while also, like, not having it be as pressuring mm-hmm. and just getting to to do it for fun yeah. like even though I knew in my head that I wanted to do this in the long run like I wish that I could tell myself like just enjoy it like mm-hmm. just enjoy it because like those some of those days were like the, those are the good old days are, like yeah just getting to do your thing in high school with like this kind of like carefree like act um I kind of miss that because now being here I don't want to say that sometimes it takes my creativity away but sometimes it, it takes does. my creativity you know, away that's been happening to me a lot lately and I think I talked about it last episode is like that's why I kind of tend to stray away from doing voice focused mm. things that's why I love editing my videos or editing the podcast mm-hmm. and uploading that because it's just not musical yeah because I feel like music has become work to me which I feel kind of sad about but it's like if I have to work with a DAW if I have to you know do you know try and like think of something musically I just it I shut it down Mm -hmm. immediately and it makes me not want to do anything creative musically where to a point where like I didn't like my singing voice anymore Mm -hmm. which is so sad to me because that's which is because you have such a great singing voice like it has such a unique and an amazing tone and I Thank don't you. tell you it enough I but really like appreciate and that. I'm not just trying to suck your dick like genuinely no. <laughs> like I do really love your tone and your voice I really appreciate that yeah no really thank you because I just have struggled for so long about my self-confidence in my voice and I feel bad talking about it because I feel like it's like oh but like I go to Berkeley and it's like I have to, I, I, I just don't want to be in a nuisance to where I'm talking about all the time and I think that's a thing that ties in with like I loved high school and I loved being in choir and orchestra mm-hmm. and I don't want to talk about it all the time because I don't want to seem like someone who just lived in high school, you right. know? Yeah. No, yeah. And I also want to, I also want to make it clear that Rachel and I really love our school. Mm. Like, this That's is... a big thing. We, okay, here's my whole thing is that we love Berkeley and I love being able to go to the school. It's such an amazing I've place. I've learned so much. I've become a better musician mm-hmm. and I feel like it's For sure. pressured me to it's taught know, me so much more it, than high school ever yeah, did. and it's pressured me to know myself more as a person mm-hmm. outside of music. But just because we go to an institution and we take part of this school and this life doesn't mean we can't try and hold it accountable and, you know, critique it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it mean it's us. perfect. Mm-mm. It really, no matter, like, what a person's Instagram may yeah. look like, you know, it's still, it's still, college is still a really hard thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, me and Rachel do really love our school. Berkeley is an amazing place. Yeah, Roger Brown. Roger Brown, you know. Love his little inspirational yes. videos. Yes, like, like I know personally. 
<laughs> like I know personally when I was doing choir, you know, I did so much. I did literally so much choir. It's, it was insane. Like I growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was great. And I admit, like, I don't know about you. Well, you said that you love the four rehearsals. I admit like sometimes we're like, oh, I don't really feel like going to rehearsal. Oh, I ate that up. But like, but a lot of the times like I was like, oh, this is great. Like I'm learning so much. You're right. But then like I was thinking about it and I was like, uh, I, the big like turning point for me, like wanting to go to Berkeley was like, you know, I'm doing choir a lot and like, I like this, but like, I like need, I want to start learning more like, more like modern types of mm-hmm. music and like, like my, um, my programs didn't really offer like a lot of like training, like modern type of music. Like it was a lot of classical yeah, kind mostly, of things. Mm-hmm. So like, I was super, super stoked to come to a place where this is like, like, the main focus is... This is, like, the best, like, modern music institution in the world. And I was, like, super stoked to be coming here. And it totally held up to that. Like, I have learned sure. way more than I've ever learned in my entire life we've about music. We've had Zoom calls with Charlie Tooth <laughs> and Hey! Hey! He's, we've... Uh, I, I went to a Phineas thing. I forget if you went to oh, it. Oh, I so wish I went to it because I wasn't into him then. Yeah. But I love his it was podcast really with cool. his girlfriend now. It's my favorite podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's called We Bought a House with Claudia and Phineas. Oh. Oh, okay. And it's, it's literally, I listen to that, and mm-hmm. lately that's the only one I've been listening to for some reason. Yeah. I've only been able to digest that, and it's my favorite, because it's yeah, just, Yeah, he like, was amazing. Them. He's such a dude. Did you see the tweet where he was, like, someone, they put a picture of him at Berkeley. I don't know if it was on Berkeley's website, or I think it was, like, a list of, like, best music schools or whatever, mm-hmm. and someone quoted it, it said, Phineas, is this you? And then he quotes it back, or they tweeted the picture, and then he quotes it back, and he goes... Yes, you can pay forty six thousand to go to music school, or oh, he said, oh, well, I think it verbatim because it was so funny. But Berkeley people were getting pressed about. It. He said, you can pay forty six thousand dollars to go to music school to listen to me talk about how I didn't go to music school and made it in the industry. <laughs> and Berkeley people got so mad about it in the replies <laughs> that he deleted it. Really? Mm-hmm. It was no, really, I, I didn't. I don't. I don't really, really go funny. on Twitter. I wish I'd seen that though. Mm-hmm. That's hysterical. Um, no, but yeah, he showed us like the breakdown of, uh, bad guy and stuff. It was, it was so awesome. But, but yeah, Berkeley is a great place. If you, they, if hey, you want to go to me, I, that's the thing is like, apply, I, will, man. I encourage anyone who asks me about Berkeley cause to I come. Yeah. It, it's an amazing place. It, I really suggest it, especially if you want to go to music. Like this is the place to be. Yeah. Like I'm trying to convince so many people to come here. I'm like, yeah, please no, come yeah. hang out with me and we can do music together. We mm-hmm. can go to the same school. That's also just me being selfish because I want my friends here, <laughs> I know. I've had some friends from home like ask me like about it. I'm always like, please, please come, please. You can so It's do such it. an amazing place, guys. I've said that six times, but it's just because it it's really true. It really is. Yeah, even though I feel like I come off as such a cynic because I talk about I know like the relationships here and how I've had such a mm-hmm. hard freshman year, but I think that's inevitable anywhere yeah. you go, and it's like not everyone you're going to click with, and that's yeah. so okay. Because a big thing for me, like I talked to you about, is like sometimes Berkeley feels very transactional mm-hmm. because something they like to throw around. I don't know if you've heard it, if, but I've been told this like twice from like faculty and like a student ambassador, and they were like, "Your net worth is your network." Yeah. Which just feels so... It sucked. It feels so transactional because it's like you're making... Basically, they're saying Berkeley is a great place to make connections because the people you know is how well off you're going to be. Yeah. And that just feels so surface level because it makes it sound like you're motivated to make relationships and friendships yeah. based off of if it's going to benefit you in the long run. Yeah, that's the thing that messed with me a lot. Like, I'm like, yeah. was, is this person just introducing themselves because like. They just want to, like, make a connection. Like, so sometimes it just didn't feel real. And I also kind of felt this pressure of, like, oh, is this person... Like, it kind of just felt like, oh, 
are people like all friends with him because like they're like more mm-hmm. famous or whatever like because Ber- people... a lot of Berkeley kids are famous yeah they are and so like then you're like oh crap and like they have so many friends and you're like okay so great nobody's friends with me like this person isn't introducing themselves to mm-hmm. me or giving me this kind of attitude or whatever because like I'm not good enough for them or like they don't think my voice is good enough or yeah. they they just heard my cover on Instagram and they thought that I sucked so they're like I'm mm-hmm. not gonna talk to her like that's kind of how the mentality was for me some of the time and like I know it probably sounds yeah. messed up, but that's, like, how it was. That's like, truly, like, what runs in our minds, and that's why, like, I avoid music sometimes, because yeah. I just feel like I, I feel like, I talk to Lauren about this a lot, I feel like there's this unspoken vocalist standard for Berkeley that I'm not oh, meeting. for sure. Which is so ridiculous, because it's all up in my head, and I know it's not true, and people, I hope, and I don't think people think that when they meet me, they're like, well, she's alright, she's mid. <laughs> I know. I think a lot of the time. There's a lot of talk like that around mm-hmm. here, and it really sucks. It's like, are you able to facilitate them in some way? And sometimes I get scared because I know people see me now as I've kind of put myself out there by doing things outside music. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, Rachel can take photos for me. Rachel mm-hmm. can edit this for me. Rachel yeah. can be the videographer for this, which is, I love helping out, but sometimes it feels like I'm just getting asked favor, 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 and then I'll be like, do you want to hang out? And I've had, I've like, truthfully, I've been blown off, like, Really? Three times. I did yeah. not know that. That's what really threw me off freshman year because I was so... That's why I think a big reason why I felt so lonely is because I reached out to three different people within, like, the first... I think it was, like, the second week, and I was like, hey, do you want to hang out? Mm-hmm. Like, I think you're really cool. I just DM'd them on Instagram. And I had two instances where we made plans and we set a date, and then I... You know how you follow up, and you're like, hey, are you still down? And then they just never answered. <sighs> and then I had one person where they're like, I'll just let you know. <clears throat> And then, like, I'll, like, you know, still talk to each other with them or I'm whatever. Sorry. And that, it's okay. Because now, I think, honestly, a big part of that was living off campus, too. Right. Because it was right. harder for me to make friends I remember campus. you talking about that. But I think it kind of weeded out easier for me, who I knew wanted to genuinely be my friend. And now I have you, so it worked yeah. out great. But I think that was a big part of why I was so, wrapping it back together, why I was so sad freshman year. And I just, you know, I sat outside on my fire escape and I listened to my SoundCloud rapper friend's song, which is so sad and I know he's not listening to this, so I can say it, but I would listen to Caesar Salad, which is a song that my friends Waltman and TJ did mm-hmm. over Potato Salad by Tyler, the Creator, and I would cry too. You love it. the creativity. Mm-hmm. You love it. So, guys, guys listening, don't tell them, because I know some of you might listen and be like, TJ, did you know... Don't. This is our little secret. It's our little... We have a secret now, so... (laughs) There you go. That was our little rant about Yeah, that was our little... I feel like... I really like talking about Berkeley, but I always fear that I come off so cynical. Me too. Me too. I mean, I always hope that people have enough, you know, knowledge in their their brains to know that, like, you know, I go here. So, like, obviously, I really do love it here, but sometimes I just talk about that stuff because, like, it's not talked about enough. And And it is the truth, and it feels... It was good to talk about, honestly, and get mm-hmm. out, because I was so afraid to admit it. And honestly, I think the first person that, like, I really admitted it to was Rachel. <gasps> honestly, because, yeah. like, I just had, like, my first breakdown. Like, I like it was, like, the first Sunday of being in school. And honestly, I'd gone into Berkeley, like, the first day of Berkeley going in with, like, such a night, with such a good mindset. Like, I was like, I'm so excited to meet everybody, mm-hmm. which one should be. Right? I was so excited, and I was introducing myself to everybody and blah, blah, blah. And then a week later, after, like, orientation week... I just, like, broke down and I sat in a practice room and cried and, like... I just wanted to go home. It was... It, yeah. And, like, I never let myself get to the point of going home because, like, I knew in my head that, like, this was normal. Mm-hmm. Like, I was, like, 
I'm not going home because like I don't really like even though I wanted to go home I didn't want to go home because I was like I just want to tough it out like I'm gonna make friends eventually and then like honestly it took longer than I thought it was going to take to like make some like good friends and honestly like start enjoying my time there um but it, it got to that point and like so you know everything's okay now I'm okay now in the end like <laughs> we're like guys we're okay we're don't okay worry, don't worry about it this no, isn't a cry I for really, help no I, I, I really do love it up here it's such a great the yeah. city is so great you're Filled with so much um, inspiration in the arts and it's everything. It's just very youthful. Um, yeah, it's so pretty. I was so about this today. Was like I was reflecting and I thought, oh, I'm really happy now. Which I yeah. think for a long time I was kind of tricking myself. Yeah. And the thing is, I don't, I don't you don't realize it when you're a moment because you're just living through it. It's mm-hmm. just something you have to get through. And you're, you know, we're, humans are easily adaptable. I mean, look at us right now. We're in a pandemic and we're making it through. <laughs> look at and us. And I hope you're all safe and healthy and being smart. But nevertheless. I look back and I'm like, that is the saddest I've ever been in my life. And that, like, I feel for myself a year ago. Because I just, I didn't even know. And I just was, like, faking myself out. Because what I always tell myself, and it was kind of, like, making up for it, was like, oh, it's going to be okay because one day I'm going to be able to see my friends again. And my friends from Mm -hmm. high school and back home. And it will just be the best day ever. And I just keep saying, telling myself, it's going to be the best day ever. It's going to be the best day ever. And I'm going to be able to like, give them a big hug and see them again. And it will just, like, everything will be okay. And then I realized, like, well, then a pandemic happened. <laughs> so it's been a year. And I was like, if I keep living in the past and I keep telling myself, you know, I'm never going to obviously put aside my old friends. But if I keep putting this pressure to where like I have to have a friend Mm -hmm. group or friends who are I'm that tight with or I have to keep telling myself like it's gonna be okay because I will get to see you know my people from the past I'm kind of living in the past and I'm not able to come to peace with where I'm at right now Mm -hmm. so we're a lot better now and I honestly think the quarantine did that for me because I would learn that I'm able to be alone and live with mm-hmm. myself for months on end and it's going to be okay. And the, yeah. at the end of the day, like, yeah, it's still true. And I tell myself all the time, like, the day where I'm able to see Brant and Yo-Yo and Billy and everybody and just give them a big hug, it's going to be, like, the mm-hmm. best feeling ever. And I'm ever. so excited for you. I know you. Lauren is literally the most supportive friend when it comes to this because I feel bad <laughs> I always talk about going, wrapping it all together again. Like, I feel bad I talk about my high school friends or I talk about wanting to go home. And I, I never want to be a nuisance about it. But Lawrence just always been like, I understand. I completely get mm-hmm. it. I, I, and I think you are literally one of the strongest people I know. Like, mm-hmm. like I, I almost feel like, how dare I talk about, like, kind of wanting to go, like, wanting to go home to see, like, my friends again. Well, when, like, is, like, she did not have that ability. Like, <laughs> she hasn't, she hasn't been home yet, guys. Like, <laughs> home, home, Houston home. And, like, I <laughs> am so excited because this is all she's been talking about since I've known her. Yeah. And, like, I'm so excited to, like, see all, like, the social media posts of oh, you God. there. It's and like be so fun. I'm really excited when for I you, and you totally deserve it. Ugh. But, nevertheless, like, you shouldn't have to feel like you shouldn't be able to say that. Because it doesn't... Yeah. I was talking to another friend about this, too, because she brought it up. It's just, like, how I feel doesn't invalidate how you feel at all. Yeah. And no matter what... This is something I learned this year, too, is, like, no matter what, your feelings are so valid. And there's a reason you're feeling that mm-hmm. way. So just, like feeling out girl you know lay out and a big thing for me is like y'all know this little podcast is kind of like my therapy session because yeah. <laughs> it just helps to say it out loud right. and I think that's why I'm always you know speaking it out into existence right. speaking but what did we say we're gonna go a little more lighthearted? let's do that mm-hmm. <laughs> or else I'm gonna start thinking about home too much a little kiss for everybody back home let's talk about body image now <laughs> 
Lighthearted. Oh, let's do it. Something mm. more for the masses. Something if more you for the people. Don't go to Berkeley, or you yeah. don't. You don't really care about or what if we you, just talked about. If you weren't depressed, yeah. right here. <laughs> um, body image. Listen, y'all know I have had a, or maybe you don't. I haven't done an episode on this before, but I had a lot of body image issues growing up. It didn't help that my mom used to lock the fridge at night. Oh have I showed God. you that picture? My mom used to yes. put a padlock. <laughs> you found it the other night. I didn't think that that was a real thing that people did. I'll, I only saw it in like a Dr. Phil like <gasps> what? clip on YouTube. I didn't know that was a... <gasps> yeah. Yep. You know what? Our friend Matt pointed out the other day, he was like, Rachel, that's why you have body image issues because your mom used to lock the fridge. And I was like, when you think about it, maybe you're right. <laughs> But I think it's just kind of, kind of a common theme, which I don't know if this is good or not, where I just live through whatever's happening in my life, and then I look back, and I'm like, ha like, that's yeah, funny. I, I was see like, that that's for good, you. That's good character development. The amount you know? of things. <laughs> Rachel has these little, like, moments in her life that she'll just, like, talk Remember? about for, like, on, on, like, a story highlight on Instagram with, like, a picture of her as a kid from her childhood. <laughs> there's like, a little snippet, and I'll be like, What? <laughs> Like, what's an example? Are you oh, allowed to say uh, one of them? Oh, like, if I... I am an open book. <laughs> one of my favorites recently is I went to a private French school when I was little. Le Code Francaise du Maine. It was a French immersion school. Mm. And so in Maine, everyone is white, as you are, you know. Love white people. Nothing wrong with that, but I was the only person of color. It was, like, me and uh, my friend Ty, who was Asian. So I'm adopted. And, duh, I, I don't <laughs> know why I always bring that. I'm like, guys, did you know I'm adopted? Anyways... Oh, that's another fun one. My dad flew out on on 9-11 to adopt me. No, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she said, yes, T. But so... A little every, fun fact. Yeah, a little fun fact. Everyone in Maine is white and granola, which is... I, I say granola in a good way because I love the charm of Maine and L.L. Bean and pine the and whatever. The charm, if you Yeah. <laughs> so... The school, I commend them because they really did, like, a good job of trying to integrate so many different cultures. So I was learning French. I was still... I Honestly, I could speak more French than I could English when I was really little, really? which is really funny. But I took Mandarin classes there, too. What, what's that about? <laughs> Anyways, for Lunar New Year, they had me dress up in traditional... I think it's called... I don't want to say it wrong, but I think it's fucked out. I, ooh, I probably just said that so wrong, but the traditional Vietnamese dress, they had me dress up in that, and then they had the other kids dress up as the dragon, and they'd have me <laughs> hand out lucky money to the kids who are the dragon. Or another one is, like, I really commend everyone in my life, because they did try so hard to get culture around me, and, you know, make me feel Asian. <laughs> And, like, have some sort of idea what it's like being Asian. And then I just rejected it because, like, I hated me how Kylan. I thought I was white. You know, all that good stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, when I was little, my parents used to take me to the Chinese buffet and be like, they look like you. (laughs) That's That's, that's a really good example. Yeah. It's been, like... That was my culture. My parents wanted me to be more involved in my culture, so they took me to... I'm Vietnamese. So, (laughs) it wasn't even, like, pho... Or like a oh bomb me, you know, some Vietnamese cuisine. That's great. You make do. What were we talking about again? You end- oh, body image. You ended up okay, so. <laughs> yeah, I ended up okay. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's just character development. That's what I just tell myself all the time. It's good character development. And, you know, no one meant any ill intent by it. I think it's just so funny now yeah, looking back funny. about it. Yeah, 
That's what I'm gonna tell myself. Um, <laughs> but what were we talking about? Oh, body image. So yeah, my mom used to put a lock on the fridge because she was scared I was gonna gain too much weight because I was a pretty overweight little girl. And you know why that happened? Because moving from Maine to Texas, we went to Cracker Barrel, every other state. And I'd get a chicken fried chicken. Chicken is my favorite food. I couldn't help myself, but I had really bad body image issues going into middle school as middle school wrecks you if you are a girl. Mm -hmm. Like, literally, I don't know one girly who was like, I had a great time in middle school, and if it was, I'm going to be honest, you're probably the mean girl if you you had a great time in middle school. I don't even remember middle school. It's not even that it was bad or good. Like, I don't remember middle school. Do you remember Ask FM? (laughs) I got uh, body shamed on Ask FM. Oh my god. So that's like another no. big step from it. Sometimes I just remember all these fun little anecdotes or, from or my life. Or do you remember that challenge that was like on Instagram where like, like I was just reminded of this and I was like, holy crap, we really did that. The ugly. The, you There would be like a collage of selfies of people in your grade and they would, and you would have to comment like who was like, <gasps> basically prettiest. who was like the ugliest and they yeah. would get exit out and then they post one and be like, new update, like yeah. Lala with like the red X did over you your have, face. Um, did you have, like, couple accounts in middle school? Like, we had Dory Bays. I think so. Where they, like, match people together. Yes. It's so, like, what, and so this, this is what makes me mad. Why don't middle schoolers go through an awkward phase anymore? Right? They're like, Instabetty. What? What? Why? For what? <laughs> Why don't they go through it? They need that character development. It's a development. rite of passage. It's a character development. It's so upsetting. I looked like a toenail. It's so upsetting. I looked like a toenail in middle school. Yeah, you know what? I, I used to wear, because like I said before, I wanted to be Zendaya. I had knee-high black converse. Girl, I had Osiris's with yeah. knee-high socks. <laughs> Osiris. And I wore leggings. No, scratch that. I had Osiris's. Those are the ones with the hippos, right, on them? <laughs> I think the so. Rhinos. Yeah. And then I'd wear black leggings, and I'd wear ripped jean shorts over the black leggings, and I would wear, like, I don't know, some kind Who of weird shirt. Who let us out the house? Shirt. Who let us out the house? I don't, my mother. I don't know. And I would wear those, like, arms. The, the fishnet arms. The fishnet arms were, like, the cut thumb. <laughs> that was my outfit. And I thought I looked bad. Oh. And oh, then we add, in, add in a hair feather. Ooh, see, I was a bow girl. So okay. here's my fit. Okay. I had the knee-high black converse. And I had a pink tutu. And a silver sequin top with mm. a really tall bun in my hair mm. and a pink bow. And okay. uh, sorry, Jojo Siwa, I think I kind of was. And the that's blueprint. where Rachelism was born. Truly, truly, Your truly. Your first truly. Rachelism. If yeah. You will. I think I was just too fashion forward for these girls. Uh, yeah. The they girlies. Were just, they're just wearing like the Abercrombie, the like Abercrombie yeah, and but you Hollister couldn't do shirt. That. I couldn't had because be... I looked too fat. It... Oh! <laughs> Not where I was going, but okay. Yeah. Wrapping it all back together. Mm. The other day, Lauren and I walked by Brandy Melville, <laughs> and they just looked, like, I just I looked? shit you not, they, like, turned and looked at us, and I was like, Lauren, I was like, why are they looking at me? She's like, they're looking at both of us. It's, like, like, I, like, I just want to do it, like, because we walk by Newbury Street, and Which there's is always- big shopping street in yeah. Boston. And there's always just a line of girls, and I, and I think we all know what the stereotypical Brandy mm-hmm. Melville, which is not putting down- any girls of that size whatsoever. Yeah. You're all queens. You're beautiful. But it's just funny because, like, the line is so mean. Rachel will, will always be like, let's see what happens if we wait in that line. Because, honestly, like, a lot of the time when you're not a toothpick girl, like, mm-hmm. that fits into the normal sizing at Brandy Melville, and you, like, walk near there, like, 
it's a known fact that like sometimes like the girls will like look at you. But, I want to like, scare them. I want to throw yeah, them off a little right. bit. Right. Or even like the workers, because they're just like so taken aback that like, oh, you think sorry, you my can dump fit truck in the that? Ass. <laughs> it's too much for you to handle. Exactly, exactly. So we were like, let's just go, let's just go wait in the line and see what happens. And lo and behold, they actually like all like turned around and like looked at us. Yeah. I'm like, excuse you. You don't have Asian body highlights, do you? You don't have whitey, <laughs> whitey <laughs> body. You don't have whitey body highlights. Like, <laughs> get on our level. It was so. Oh my god. And like as a joke, like I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna apply there. Did I'm you? gonna apply. No, I haven't yet. Oh, but you're so sure. I, but I'm gonna do it and see what happens. Yeah. Mm. It's mm. the power I hold, you know. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> can you guys even handle us having, like, a deep conversation about yeah, body right. image tonight? Or are we too, I think I we too much? Fine. But we were going to talk about body image, mm-hmm. and it, it's gone. Honestly, I think quarantine kind of helped me in a way, because I just, all I had was myself, so I just, like, stare at myself sometimes in the mirror. I'd be like, hey, girl. <laughs> and I just, I, know. I really didn't come to peace and, with it until this year. Because just for so long, I, like, senior year was really, really rough for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was so happy, but I didn't realize how much weight I had gained. I was a part <laughs> of this chamber choir, and so there's 16 of us, and all the girls are so, like, I love them. Like, I adore all these girls in there, and they're so beautiful, and they're just, you know, like, re- really fit and uh, everything. And I would just look at the pictures of all of us in this small group, and I'd be like, I'm the biggest person in this group. Which is so sad, because that... One, it doesn't matter. Two, I shouldn't compare myself. And I would look at pictures of myself junior year, which when I was the smallest and I was the fittest. And I realized the other day, I was like, I need to stop romanticizing my body from when I was 16. Because I was 16 Mm -hmm. and I'm 19 now. And I'm a growing girl. I'm a growing gal. And I truly... I'm a woman. I'm a woman. And I didn't come to peace with myself. I mean, still every day, like, I have to... It's been kind of bad again lately. Like, I went to my mom's house in Connecticut for a month, and it, my body image issues got kind of bad again. But I was, you know, I go on walks around Boston every day and everything, and I think actively working on helped. But just coming to peace, that's like, I am always changing, and that is okay. And that, you know what, I hit a point where I was like, everyone knows what I look like. So there's no need for me to feel like I always have to look picture perfect on social media, too. But... I realized I need to stop comparing myself from prior years because I'm, I was so young then. And you know what? Like, we're constantly changing. Bodies fluctuate all the time. And I just have to constantly remind myself. But it gets really hard because I just feel like... Uh, I, I, <laughs> well, one, I wanted to be white for a very long time. And two, I, like, I thought I had to be like white and skinny to be liked in middle school. Really? That was a big thing. And then in middle school, I got body shamed a lot on Ask FM. Because I don't know if you remember, you guys remember what Ask FM was, but it's like anonymous questions. And I auditioned for the drill team in my high school my freshman mm-hmm. year. And these girls, or it was in eighth grade, you do your auditions. And someone went on my Ask FM and was like, the reason you don't, you didn't make Bear Cadets was because you're fat. And then I just oh. comment after comment. It was like, I don't know if it was one person, multiple people, but I just got more and more comments about how I was overweight. Someone said I had back titties. I, <laughs> I just can't imagine commenting and I, i've always been the, i can't imagine commenting on somebody's right body because then i that's something i have to remind myself is like i post this picture on instagram i feel good about myself no one's calling me on being like rachel you're a catfish that's not what you look like so obviously yeah. that's what i look like but i have such a hard time 
knowing what I actually look like, my self perception is so skewed. Me too. Because sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, mm, I, did I look that. good, I and look then good. you see and then yourself. Other days I look at myself and I'm like, oh, not again. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because like it'll literally be, it'll literally be like, like like you said, I'll be like feeling myself, and be like, oh, I look good, and then like one of my friends will like post like something of me like on their privacy or whatever i'll be like i'm like i just look good two minutes ago to myself mm-hmm. and i look like ass in this picture mm-hmm. and so yeah you're totally like like self-perception is yeah. a no-go also I angles is a it. huge thing angles is a huge thing um but no i definitely feel you um i don't know i've always been i've always been like bigger boned i guess that's the right order like bigger built or whatever um, like, a more muscular build or whatever, but, um, and I was always surrounded, I felt like, by really skinny petite, girls, yeah. petite, and so I've always, in the back of my head, ever since I was younger, never really liked the way that I looked and how I was built, um, so, like, in middle school, like, like, my family, I come from, like, a very, um, athletic family, like, all my family are dancers, and so, like, my, like, my mom and my dad, like, would always, like, work out and, like, like, they busted, lit, like, their asses, and they were in, like, perfect shape and stuff like that, so, like, when I started, like, not liking my body, and I told my mom about it, like, she wasn't one of those moms I was, like, oh, honey, like, it's okay, like, just, like, start, like, eating healthier, like, she, she really kind of, like, dove into it and was, like, okay, well, you just need to eat vegetables all the time, and, like, I would, I would be in middle school, and I would literally just be eating, like, vegetables for lunch, and, like, no chips, and, like, all this stuff, and, I didn't really know at the time, but, like, I kind of... I You're like a rabbit. I, <laughs> yeah, literally. I didn't know it at the time, but... Because I never considered myself to have had an eating disorder, but, like, I was not making very good habits of the ways that I was eating and treating my body and, you know, um, exercising too much and stuff like that. And so I, I, I lost a good amount of weight doing that, um, but, you know, I wasn't happy and... Uh, I was playing volleyball and stuff, so then, but eventually I quit volleyball to do more music and theater, and so I, I gained, like, a good amount of weight, like, throughout, like, junior and senior year, you know, because then, like, you have your own car and, yeah, like, everything amazing. like that, and, like, so you're on the go, because food, be, like, you drive to go get food with your friends yeah, before Yeah, food rehearsals. is such a social concept, especially senior year for me, it was just, like, a social thing. And so I naturally, like, I, I put on weight. And, like, you know, I'm, I know, like, I'm not fishing. Like, and mm-hmm. I, cause I, cause I hate talking about yeah. it. Cause I never want people to be like, oh my God, like, you're not fat. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, you could say that. But, like, to me, like, I'm not the most confident in the way that I look. And, like, that's okay. Like, so, um, it's always been an, an up and down battle of, like, okay, like, yes, I'm, like, I'm, I'm gonna lose weight. And then, like, it's just not happening. Cause, like, I'm a person that loves food, and, like, food, food should not be a bad thing. It shouldn't be something restricting. Food is an amazing thing. It's to fuel your body, and I, when I finally realized that, I was like, oh, I should try and have a good relationship with it, instead Mm. of being like, I need to not eat. Right, exactly, and so, you know, so especially over quarantine, um, you and your oats, I, (laughs) I really went into a high mode of, like, okay, I'm gonna, I've always had this thing in my head where I'm gonna lose the however much weight I lost, I gained in high school. Like, about that's been my thing for the past couple of years is I'm going to lose that weight that I gained in high school. Um, and so I went to, like, this high mode during quarantine. And honestly, like, I, I, I'm very proud of myself because I did get the power to, like, change a lot of my bad habits of, like, my binging and everything. And I felt like I've overcome a lot of those. 
but I will say that like in the moment like I the amount of times that I like got down on myself because like I didn't end up losing like most Mm -hmm. of the weight but I like changed my habits and like I don't even know how much weight I really lost during it because there was a moment where I stopped weighing myself because it made me so upset and honestly this is kind of a weird thing to say but I feel like TikTok oh TikTok Mm -hmm. kind of I like I know a lot of people say that it didn't help them but um TikTok kind of helped me in a weird way because I was watching a lot of TikToks of like um body positive women oh that's good being like hey like you don't you can't define yourself by the number on the scale Mm -hmm. and like the amount of times that like I had to remind myself that the amount of times that I cried over it because I've always had this hatred for my body and the way that I look and I'm still not 100% there but I think I've come a long way and so now I'm in this weird spot of like I just need to start eating intuitively because like I'm never gonna be one of those girlies that is like that doesn't eat like that's not that like I just can't do that because I love food but you know what, I'm, I'm, there's a way to do it healthily. There's a way to enjoy what you want to eat in life, but do it in a healthy way. Like, I love fruits and vegetables. Luckily, I know some people don't like them. I love fruits and vegetables. So luckily, it's very easy to incorporate that into my everyday diet. And honestly, like, I'm working towards loving to work out. I do like, you know, it is like a stress reliever for me. So I'm lucky that I have that too in my life. But so now I'm in a weird point of like, do, do I still want to lose the weight? Yes, but I'm trying to get into a more of a, I just want to be healthy because honestly, at the end of the day, you're going to have a lot more success in fulfilling your weight goals or whatever you want to do if you start thinking of it in a, I just want to be healthy way. Because if you're just so focused on losing weight and doing these fad diets and everything, like that's not sustainable. Like, Mm -hmm. because I know one of my fears was doing one of those fad diets of like, and then not being able to, and then, and then, you know, losing the weight. But then gaining it back Mm -hmm. because I I would probably just make it even more sad. So I've been really trying to do it. I did everything. I like count on calories and everything, but I just couldn't stick to that Mm -hmm. because I hated it. It was such a nuisance. So now I'm just kind of in this point where like, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm doing a lot better than I was say a year ago. And yeah, I'm still going to be trying to, you know, lose weight because, but I, I try to put that in the back of my head. Something so. that makes me really nervous is that I fear that I'm never going to be content with my body. Yeah. Just because for so long since I've been able to know what the idea of body image is, I've just, I don't want to say hated because that's such a strong word, but I just get so frustrated with myself because I feel like I lost all the weight in the beginning of quarantine and now I feel like I've gained it back again. And then I look back at pictures of the beginning of freshman year and I'm like, okay, obviously I'm a lot healthier mm-hmm. then. And I gained this mindset where it's like, you're right, I feel like, if you think of it holistically as, like, I want to live a healthy life mm-hmm. and I want to feel better, it just helps you so much more and you feel more at peace with yourself. But I'm just always in this fear. Well, first of all, I'm always comparing myself to myself, which is mm-hmm. just unhealthy. And then I'm always fearing that, you know, I'm never going to be content with how I look, which is so sad to me. And I just feel like it's important to talk about because I, I know I honestly feel like every girl, guy, like, we, mm-hmm. I feel like we all go through this at one point or another. Because I see my friends do these, like, complete body transformations where they lose so much weight, they get so healthy. I'm like, why haven't I ever been able to do this? Yes. We talked about this the other night and how, like, we see, like, you know, you know, I see girls on, like, fence or whatever, like, pushing, like, this is what happens when you lose 25 pounds. Dye hair. Yeah, when you dye hair, whatever. And, like, that's great. Like, Mm -hmm. like, I'm so proud of you. And that that's an amazing thing to accomplish. And you totally should. Like, you worked hard for that. You totally should post that and show it off. 
but it's like my insecurities of why yeah. couldn't I do that? But like everybody's body is different. That's another thing I'm realizing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, because I see I'm on the side of TikTok where like part of the side of TikTok I'm on is like seeing what people eat in a day. I don't know why, but that's always so fascinating to me, seeing what people eat yeah, in a you, day. she literally asked me what I ate today. She's like, can you, can you tell me what you ate? I'm so weird. Can you give me a rundown? I will literally, like, ask my friends, so what did you eat today? Like, just because I find it so... It is interesting. I find it so interesting. But, like, one thing I've learned is, like, everybody's body needs something different. And, like, somebody's version of healthy does not have to be somebody else's version of healthy. And that's why it kills me whenever I see, like, a bigger-sized person, like, posting, like, what they eat in a day. Yeah. And, like, people will always find something to complain about. Yeah, like, literally, uh, Lizzo, she's vegan, I believe, right? And people find something, like, shut up. Literally, shut up. I cannot stand when people comment about other people's bodies. Because I am a strong believer in size not equal health. Mm -hmm. Like, you do not know what that person is going through or what medical issues they may have or how they're eating. Some of the healthiest people I know are bigger-sized. And that's a beautiful thing. And so that's why I cannot stand when people make snarky comments about people's weight because health does not equal size. Yeah. So. No, I agree 100%. That's perfectly said. Some of y'all are fat phobic and it shows, sadly. It's so stupid. Like, just let and, people live. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, well aware I probably have a lot of internalized, like, fat phobic tendencies. Mm-hmm. Just how I talk to myself, it gets so bad. To where, like, I'll look at myself in the mirror and my roommate, Levi, he'll be like, stop he'll like I know what you're thinking and I just I'm so scared that it's like I'm never going to be happy where I'm at and uh, the opposites for me with TikTok where I I haven't gone on TikTok in like two weeks because it makes me really sad because everyone that would pop up is so beautiful and Mm -hmm. they look so fit and Mm -hmm. they look so good and obviously it's like I don't know what kind of situation they're in or where they're at in their mindset but I just was like why am I never gonna look like that Mm -hmm. but it's such a journey and it's gonna take a lot of time to come to peace, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it changes every day how I feel about myself, yeah. and that's so okay, and it's so valid, but I just have to remind mm-hmm. myself to not be so hard mm-hmm. on me because I need to be able to feel at home with my body. Yeah, it's also really crazy, like, listening to, like, both of us talk mm-hmm. about this, and it's, like, we both, like, know how we feel yeah. about, like, other people, and, like, we're so quick to, to be, like, you look great, like, and how stop, we that, but then to us, mm-hmm. we're, like, you fatty like <laughs> literally why like why like like I don't know why I can't tell myself and the thing that. is is like you would never say the things about me that I say myself no it's never. Like, I have to remind myself all the time is like my friends would never say that about me that's a big thing just in general to keep in mind when it comes to like how I talked about earlier how my mental state's been when it comes to myself vocally and where my voice is at or when it comes to my weight and my health or like how I look and I just have to remind myself, like, my friends, my good friends would never say that about me because I'm so mean to myself. And for what? Because it's, like, I should be able to give myself the love and support I give other people. Mm-hmm. For sure. Kind of tender. Kind of tender. Kind of uncooked and raw. Is there anything else you'd like to say on this topic, on this comment? I feel like we could talk about this for so long because we literally <laughs> sat at the docks and talked about it for, like, an hour and a half the other night. Um, um, I do just want to say... Um, Ladies, girlies, if you will, if you're watching mm-hmm. this, you're beautiful and you are loved. And girlies includes the boys too. Girlies, girlies the boys is too. Yeah, because I, I do believe that boys' body images are not talked yeah. about enough. Because men, you don't need to have a six pack. You really don't. And honestly, you really do not. Yeah, just as long as you're happy and you're healthy. Yeah, that's what's important. And you love yourself. Like that's what's gonna show off more to the ladies than like. Yeah. Oh, look, look at these gains. Like mm-hmm. it's really, you're all beautiful and you're all loved and. Don't 
don't put yourself through like like your body needs fuel like you need to eat and like we're like food is amazing like please like do not deprive yourself you deserve that cookie you deserve what everyone Mm -hmm. treat yourself like get that there's a way to do it (laughs) there's a way and if and if you do want to lose weight there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. like but there's a way to do it safely and it's not a race like exactly you're going to be so much happier you're going to be able to live your life so much better if you take your time with it and comparison is a killer of joy that's something i and i i'm so bad about it too so it's so okay if you fall in that in that rut because i mean it's i honestly believe it's human nature to compare ourselves which is so sad but it's gonna be okay and we feel you want it and we love you so period if Mm. you ever need to talk i'm here yeah at Lauren. At Lauren Doc Clarky, my DMs are open. I think this is a nice place to wrap it up. Yeah. This has been a long episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. No, don't apologize because I think we had quite a delight. We did. Quite Thank you time. so much for having me. Thank I was, you for being on my pod. I was so excited. I was like, should I ask Rachel if, if I can be on it? Oh, girl, you already knew you were going to be on the pod. Fair I'm right. just, I'm just, I'm excited you will probably be on again yeah. i am sure we have I so much we can always talk here. about yeah i mean look at us you're definitely the longest episode we've had so far i think really yeah also that's because i realized i can do longer than one hour episodes <laughs> so anyways <laughs> leave a like or you can't leave a like on a podcast <laughs> leave a review and a rating if you leave a review it really helps us it helps people outside of our little pod family find us yes. so let me know what you think about rachel profiling and follow Miss Lauren Clark at Lauren.clarky on the gram and her Spotify is. is Lauren Clark. She has a great song out with our other friend Matt. Mm-hmm. It's called Hardest Goodbye. Yeah. It's a banger and I did their music video for it. <laughs> so I will see you guys or I will hear you guys or I will talk to you guys next week. I love you. Ta-ta. Love you too. Mm. Bye. Are we flat? Nope.